Welcome to a very special late in the week episode of the Good Stuff Kids podcast, episode number 118. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and you found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I'm just talking to the creator of certified and bona fide good stuff for anyone, really. I talked to Ian Parton from the band The Go Team, and I've been listening to The Go Team for many, many years. I was first introduced to them uh, in actually in a commercial for a NFL Play 60. They're song the power is on and the go team is a band that takes a lot of different influences and a lot of different sounds and brings them together in a way that really resonates with me and the go team just put out a brand new record called semicircle just a few weeks ago and i've been listening to it a lot and there's a particular song that really jumped out to me it it just had a had a had a musical hook that just really grabbed me and uh, I really was enjoying it. So um, I decided I would try to teach it to myself on acoustic guitar. And this was uh, not long after the situation in Parkland, Florida for a few years ago. And and some of the lyrical content like really struck me um, as, as uh, what we can do to um, change relationships. And Ian and I talked about this, uh, you know, and the the beautiful thing about art, and I'm not sure Ian was expecting it, but the beautiful thing about art is, you know, he's thinking, you know, when he's writing these lyrics, it's a, it's a relationship that may be different than I had in my mind. You know, I saw it as a, a way to, uh, to, to help people to, to talk to each other, to come together, to put their differences aside. It's, it, it, um, is, was moderately political and, and, uh, in my mind, just that we need to work together, especially in the face of such overwhelming and difficult circumstances. And um, there's a particular line that uh, really made me, um, it really pushed me in a direction, actually. It was, uh, it's at the very end of the song, and, and these are Ian's words. It says, putting actions and words together till they start to feel right. If we wake up and make it better, maybe, maybe we might. And uh uh, Ian and I had had different takes on it, different reads on it. It was really interesting to hear what he uh, was thinking when he wrote the song and um, sort of the the value that I attached to it. And, you know, he's the artist. Um, but I, I did think it was a beautiful sentiment. Um, and it's what I'd been looking for in a way. It, it is a very simple way that uh, putting actions and words together is, is sort of where I'm at with stuff. I, I don't want to just sit and think and, you know, post on Twitter, post on Facebook into the vacuum, but I really want to uh, do what I can to to change some things. So a humongous thank you to Ian and to his PR folks uh, for, for putting this together. Uh, it's a little bit different than a typical Good Stuff Kids podcast episode, uh, but n- nonetheless, still very, very fun, still very, very interesting. And I got to say, so unbelievably cool to be able to talk to a musical hero of mine. Um, you know, when when I started this podcast, I did not think I was going to be talking to someone from the Go Team, but uh, now I can say that I have, and that is 
the coolest. So thank you again, Ian. Thank you to the Go team. Thank you to Hector and Christina for putting it together. Here is my talk with Ian Parton. And if you stay tuned all the way to the very end, you will hear the complete song, Chain Link Fence, which is the song that we talk about a bit, well, more than a bit. And it was also the song that played at the beginning of this episode, that little clip. So go check out the Go team. They're great. Here is Ian Parton. It's uh, an honor for me to meet one of my musical heroes, uh, Ian Parton from the Go team. Ian, how are you today? Pretty good, you? I'm doing pretty good. So I guess we should start a little bit with uh, about what what the Go Team project is for you. And there's some themes that that make it pretty um, pretty relevant to a, a parent community or a family community or just anyone in general, like thematically with the band. What was I trying to do with the band? I guess I was trying to please myself and uh, there was this kind of, idea in my head where I was going to ram together all my favorite things really it was quite sort of pick and mix in its um, mission statement and deliberately so you know things that shouldn't go together putting them together um, lots of melody distortion kind of just kind of the balancing act between kind of noise and bubble gum basically is is kind of Right. Well, I'm interested in, you know. Yeah, totally. And like the the song that I first heard from you all, it's called "The Power Is On," and and I think it's a great example of of what you're going for, right? There was like these kind of like playground chant kinds of things, and like humongous drums and distorted guitar, and and it, that's like a, pretty much the example, right? Yeah, I mean that that song kind of veers from has sonic youthy moments it has bollywood influences in there there's there's kind of double dutch uh found sounds in there there's kind of black exploitation horns in there um so i guess yeah i guess that could be a good sort of venn diagram of what's going on (laughs) yeah sure so okay great so that brings us to the um the new record, semicircle, yeah. and I and I've been reading about it, um, and and trying to trying to figure out like there's definitely like a progression of the sound from you know the first record to this record, which makes a lot of sense. You know, you grow as an artist, but was there? Did I read right that you were like traveling the midwestern United States and and doing recording? Is that is that accurate? Um, no, I mean I did record um some of the vocals in Detroit. Uh-huh. Um, with the Detroit Youth Choir, so there were sort of teenage kids, you know, between sort of ten and eighteen, something like that. Uh-huh. So that was that was a big thing for me, um, and quite a lot of the songs feature them, right? As well, right? And yeah. we're, we're going to get to the one that I really uh, keyed in on in a second. But um, so the the project is, you know, the, the Go Team has sort of gone through various incarnations. So how is the recording of this? latest record semicircle different well i mean i'm i'm all the, always the one that writes it you know i sit for months on end listening to thousands and thousands of records and hoarding away squirreling away these little ideas and you know the songs kind of gradually build outwards from one killer idea that i have or i think's killer anyway uh-huh. so i kind of yeah i kind of lit, kind of jam together all these things so you know a song like say mayday was literally six different ideas kind of on my sellotape together, you know? Uh-huh. So that the, there's that f- phase of it. There's the writing phase. And then I kind of, um, 
build it up layer by layer. So each each person in the go team will come along and do their thing, really. You uh-huh. know, drum, brass, bass, uh, vocals is normally the last thing I do, actually. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I mean... So it's not a rad- each each record hasn't radically been different. It's been me writing and then calling in the team. Right, you know? right. Um, and you know, I, I know the answer to this, but um, just so for people who may not be familiar with your music, who handles the majority of like the vocals that you would hear on the records? It varies really. I mean, the the, the live vocal is is Ninja. She's she's the real star of the show when it comes to live. Uh, and she's just a, a force of nature, you know. Right. right. But, but records are a kind of a different thing, you know. I like almost like this kind of channel hopping idea where you, you kind of, you know, just jam different accents and different singing styles, and you know, choirs next to little cute voices or right. old school rapping. So it, you know, the, over the years we've used lots of guests. We've had you know Chuck D on records and Deer Hoof and Best Coast and lots of people um but this one I, I was kind of trying to hunt down more obscure um sort of bedroomy type people if you sure. know what i mean i do yeah. i do so let's um the real reason or not the i mean a i'm thrilled to talk to you because i'm a huge fan of your work and your music but on the new record semicircle there's a song chain link fence which i was immediately drawn to um for like several reasons one like humongous hooks like the biggest hooks. Like I can't help but like sort of like have like a, a almost like a physical reaction, um, especially <laughs> during the bridge section. Which but, and we'll yeah. get to that. But um, can you tell me a little bit about the song "Chain Link Fence"? Like who is singing? Um, and then I think we'll we'll dig into the lyrical content and why I think it's uh, uh, really relevant and important for you and I to talk about. But but go ahead. So w- when we turned up at, in D- Detroit, we had a, a, a night which um, the Detroit Youth Choir couldn't make it. They couldn't get, they had a concert or something. So I kind of put the word out to a, a local school called, I think they're called the Detroit Academy for Arts and Sciences, something like that, a high school. And um, I, I got in touch with the choir master and said, you know, are there any girls um, that want to come down and have a go at singing? And so sure enough, you know, uh, along turn up, turn these four girls who never stepped foot in a studio before, um, kind of excited, kind of, you know, I could overhear them going, his accent's so cute and all this kind of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite funny, you know, got them pizza and stuff. So it was, it was quite cool just their enthusiasm to be actually in that space. I really liked that idea of, um, of capturing singers. Well, people that don't call themselves singers, basically, you know, I like, because the minute you call yourself a singer, often you kind of take on all that kind of um, off-the-shelf emotion that lots of singers have these days, you know, these kind of little tics and mannerisms that they think singing is, you know, the, the kind of post-Whitney uh, Houston brigade, you know. So, <laughs> right, right. I like the idea of kind of bypassing that and getting capturing a real moment where... Um, so it's, for me, it's much more sincere. So basically, yeah, these girls came along and there was one girl in particular. I, I was after a kind of an R&B thing, but not that as well. You know you know how R&B can be a, too, be a bit too slick and stuff. I was almost after this kind of a new genre, which is kind of like lo-fi R&B, which isn't kind of overly sung, but it has the kind of curviness that you get with R&B. Right. So 
I was imagining that. So I didn't want just an indie girl. You know, I wanted something else. I wanted it, you know, how I, I kind of always gravitate towards these old soul songs where, you know, a producer would have grabbed someone off the street kind of thing, right. come and sing a song, you know, and they'd have been like a teenager, 16, 17. There's a particular song called by um, uh, a song by Penny and the Quarters, who I always think of, you know, and that was literally a once one-off thing, you know, and then sure. they'd get on with the rest of their life again. So I'm kind of always attracted to that kind of idea um, of kind of unknown singers kind of coming in for the first time, that kind of thing. Right. So yeah, basically she sang it and it was just exactly what I was imagining. It had that curviness, this genuineness, the imperfections that I always gravitate towards, you know, um, the heartfelt thing, the tone of the voice. It was kind of, yeah, it, it was it was all of those things that I dig about those old soul songs, uh, those yeah. old songs chords you know yeah and i think that there's something like really accessible about the vocal meaning like you know my i don't i play this for my kids what can i say right i have to be honest about like what i do and how i listen to the music but like i listen to it and, and my daughters you know they're singing along and and it's accessible to them right it's mm -hmm. like that i think it's exactly what you're saying like there's this this aspect to it where like it's it's uh it's within reach and and it sounds yeah. like someone that you could have just talked to earlier in the day. So, so getting into a little bit more of, of this particular song, Chain Link Fence, did you write the lyrics? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. So, so I think that, and this is the part where, um, you know, I, I was teaching myself the song on the guitar and I haven't done that in a while. Like it's rare that I like enjoy a song enough that I'm like going to sort of try to figure it out by ear and, and maybe try like an acoustic arrangement, which is the opposite. I think generally of, of um, a go team song, like there's so many layers as you were saying and so many pieces and so many parts. So I'm, I'm like, you know, singing the lyrics, not as well as the singer on the album. And I'm looking at it and I'm just thinking like, there's so many themes here that I think are important for everyone. And, and here's just some of the, some of the things that I pulled out, like working to solve differences, right? Like there's a, a being willing to reconcile, you know, the, the perspective of, of the singer, you know, in this case, um, or, or the lyricist, you in this case, if you're saying like, there's a spin of positivity to it. Like we could do it if you just say it's a possibility. Like, I love but, that one. right. Like that's a great one. And, and it's so, um, it's so different than, than a lot of music that we hear or a lot of lyrics that we hear and that it's so positive. Like, were you coming from a place of like, I guess I'm not even going to like try to direct the question. Like where were you coming from in terms of the lyrical content? Well, I mean the kickoff for, for the song was really working backwards from the chorus. So I, I hit upon the idea of it being every line starting. It was starting with if, uh -huh. if we, if we do blah, 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 if we do blah, blah, blah. So it kind of threw up the idea that there was something, <clears throat> something at stake you know what i mean that some uh, something that had to be fixed so it, it it just felt natural that it was about a relationship and you know about trying so it's, it's i wouldn't know if i say if it's a positive song it's about it's kind of teetering isn't it it never yeah. is old it never right. it never suggests but it's it's like an appeal 
to kind of give it another go basically right i mean and i i attached all kinds of my own uh yeah <laughs> my own stuff to it but yeah. it, it doesn't yeah. necessarily seem like it's a romantic relationship am i wrong about that read it's just a, a relationship uh, in general I was, I was imagining that i guess it doesn't have to be uh-huh. i mean find the person that we both lost um you know it's suggesting that something's gone wrong that over time People have drifted apart. I guess it could be a platonic thing as well, you know. Right. But right. yeah, in I guess you know, there's something, there's somewhere here to belong. There's something. Was it? There's something here to. Yeah, there's something to believe in. Something to believe in. You know, it could, out of context, it could seem a bit kind of cheesy and a bit, um, you know, kind of like a Benetton advert or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, right. But I think sure. within the context. So the song, it's it's kind of an appeal to kind of uh, say, okay, there's something here going on, you know, something worth working on here. You know what I yeah, mean? yeah, definitely. And, and I think that there's the <laughs> there's ideas of like being transparent, you know, never keep you on the outside. Like I'll I'll let you know what I'm thinking along the way. Um, but that 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 piece, the would you say that's the the bridge? There's something there, something here to belong, something here to believe in, or would you uh, call that the chorus? Oh no, that's uh, I don't know really. I guess it's the middle eight, really. Right. Well, yeah. but but what it does is it leads to this like bombastic hook, and um, but maybe your feelings won't change over time. And what if they were never the same as mine? I, like okay, so lyrically, I don't have much to say about that, but musically, I have a ton to say about that. In that, it's just like it is like so big and groovy. And did you know when you were doing that that you were like, oh, this is nice. I like where this is headed. Yeah, I mean, like I say, it's a weird song. So, it, it, you know, it literally is a greatest hits. Most songs are greatest hits of all my ideas. So that's why it sounds quite sort of tangenty. And, you know, it literally has that sort of little warped guitar section. And then it goes into like a Bollywood bit. And then it goes into this almost like easy listening, uh-huh. kind of mu- musacky kind of. Yeah. You know, yeah, almost right. about or something, you know. Right. Right, and I mean, and it's an ep- epically great horn section there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's literally me just kind of jamming together all these things and then kind of working, you know. So yeah. I'm, I'm trying to sneak weird, weird stuff past it, you know. Like you say, I mean, it, it, it it's simultaneously quite accessible, but it's quite warped at the same time, you know. Like the, the sample that's kind of driving it all is this kind of weird, kind of afghani uh pop sample you know there's some there is some weird stuff going on there but yeah. so there's it's kind of this tension between warpiness and an accessible kind of pop song isn't there you know? yeah totally and then and then the part that really got me um was so i this is all like in the last week and a half or so um and i you know so obviously the the horrible situation in parkland florida and I was just struggling personally with like, I'm so tired of people talking, you know, I'm so tired of people saying, oh, we've got to make change, like hopes yeah. and prayers. And then yeah. I'm like going through this, this song of yours that like is my like new favorite thing that we're listening to like 10, 15 times a day at my house. Is that weird yeah. to hear that people are listening to like one song of yours like that many times in a row? But anyway, um, and then the the very last bit, the putting actions and words together till they start to feel right. If we wake up and make it better, maybe we might. And to me, 
That's yeah. a bit I like. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Right. 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 Exactly. Like, well, let's like not get ahead of ourselves here. Maybe. Word. <laughs> crucial word. Sort of takes the edge off the off the song a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. You know it does. I mean? Yeah. It doesn't make it too hands in the airy. It's kind of tentative. Yeah. So I think it's important. Well, yeah, it's important, and it's also like you don't know what's going to happen until you try in a way. And I think that that's applicable to the relationship piece that you're, that you're, that, that you're talking about. And then this sort of like other layer of meaning that I put on it just based on my, you know, what I'm seeing on the news and, and what I'm feeling as a, as a yeah. parent, which is like, you know, the putting actions and words together, maybe that's the key. Right. And I, and I was really inspired by that. So mm. Is that a is is it weird to have someone to take your take your message or take your song and like apply this kind of different meaning to it? No, it's, it's a good thing. Obviously, I mean, I'm I I never assume people will li- listen that closely. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. This is all the stuff I sort of wrestle with, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I um, I mean, That's I. What's- that's what's good about music is it's it's kind of uh, life shaped. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So wherever you are, um, at the time, it kind of the the song kind of fills that space, doesn't it? And it could yeah. be, you know, someone could be listening in the in the jungle, and it would kind of, you know, take on the shape of the jungle, or they could be listening in, in an arctic base or something. So that's what's amazing. It's a bit like a book, really, isn't it? How you your mind kind of fills the gaps between things. So I think music's a bit the same, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as, as a music person, like I always, you know, put the, put the mood to a particular piece of piece of music or like there, you know, if there's something amazing that happens triumphant, then there's like a song that goes along with it, like a personal soundtrack kind of thing. I think that's a really powerful piece of it. So, well, Ian, so how can we find out more about the, the go team? You are on the social media website, etc. All of that stuff, yeah. Goteam.co.uk. We've come to America on tour, end of March, April. Okay, Ian. Uh, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, and thanks for uh, talking sort of at length about uh, the song that's meaning a ton to me and uh, my family right now. Cool. Glad it is. All right. Take care. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye bye. Thanks again to Ian for talking to me about his music and uh, the song that I love and that my family loves. I was pretty nervous. Could you tell? I was a little nervous. It's kind of, you know, it's okay to be nervous. I think we uh, have had a really nice talk. So uh, thank you for listening. You can find all of the past episodes of the Good Stuff Kids podcast at goodstuffpod.com or on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you get them. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Um, find me on all of the social media at goodstuffpod. And now you should listen to Chainlink Fence by the Go Team from their brand new album, Semicircle, because it is a brilliant song. Thanks. Talk to you very soon.
stuff.